host, Sean Stanley. Bringing you back in here high atop Inter-Miami CF Stadium. And on that read, deep into the count, it's going to be with Alex Aguirre and Christian Chase. So I apologize to Christian there, not Michael Christian. It's Christian Chase. And that will be debuting next week, 8 a.m. right here, talking uh, some Miami Marlins and uh, Major League Baseball right here before Squared Circle Digest, before you can jump in the ring here with me. Don't forget you can call, text the show. Call us at 888-441-4623. Text at 844-416-8123. Got the text machine open, so hit me up. Let me know what you think of WWE and freezing. Or maybe, you know, again, in the era we're in right now, the COVID era, I, I, I totally understand how, but to me, you have backstage... This is not the talent. This is the backstage, you know, workers. They're producing the content that you're you're streaming all these things for. You, you had a one percent increase, and now you're freezing them. But I want to move on to something else. Triple H did a conference call, a media call actually, uh, to promote the Sunday's NXT Takeover Vengeance Day pay per view. Some of the things coming out of it, uh, you know, again, they uh, there's nothing to add to the Velveteen Dream. And things there in reference to, I guess, somebody had asked about the situation. He looked at Rhea Ripley, said she had the X factor and expects her to be a game changer on the main roster in a few years. Uh, Some of the new signings, uh, Bronson Rex Steiner. He is the son of Rick Steiner. uh, He's going to be at NXT and then also a lot of Parker Boudreaux. Uh, looks like he's the one that looks like the the Brock Lesnar. If you've seen those memes, everything going around, they uh, they want to make sure he's properly trained and safe in the ring before they have any plans for him in the future. Also, an interesting thing I thought, Pat McAfee. They said he hasn't been around because he's busy and just recently got married. Of course, he is busy doing his show, the Pat McAfee show. But also, he was married uh, when he was doing the whole thing recently with the NXT. Before he was married, right before that, he actually part of the honeymoon area he drove and did uh, the things with NXT so I thought it was interesting that he had to throw in the he recently got married the one thing that got me television viewership and he, he had a um, he had a corporate response to that actually he said uh, people are watching content on so many different platforms to just say that in today's world, only one of those platforms matter is naive. He said he's happy with the numbers that they're getting, but there's always room for improvement. I would, I would like to see what the numbers are from all the other platforms before, before I kind of speak on this. But I know a lot of people are going to be like, ah, spoken like someone who's losing in the ratings. But there is so many ways now to catch product. And, and I'm sure the same goes with the AEW product. How many of us DVR everything? The pay-per-views nowadays. 
I don't have to watch it that Sunday. As a matter of fact, I put a poll out about the Vengeance Day pay-per-view, the NXT TakeOver, Vengeance Day. Almost 80% not watching it this Sunday. I'm wondering if my timeline skews more AEW than WWE. I don't know. But, but I specifically said, are you watching it this Sunday? I'm not saying that, are you going to watch it overall? Just this Sunday. Are you going to watch it live as it's happening? You don't have to do that anymore. It's not must-see. You can catch it the next day. You can catch it an hour later. On the WWE Network. So you don't have to watch it live anymore. The era of TV and everything else, look, TV ratings are, are what they are. I find it interesting, too. Uh, somebody actually said, uh, tweeted out to me, and again, there's always going to be the, the competition, right? Oh, oh, AEW, if they moved to Monday night, they'd be competition. Look, between the numbers on Wednesday night, between what you get with NXT and AEW, if you add them up, you're getting about the viewership for Raw maybe a little bit a little bit less. Those shows are doing astronomical. It's not competition. And I don't think AEW sees themselves as competition. Yes, they have to go with the, the competition head-to-head because they, they're on the same time as NXT for right now. Might change once the NHL gets an NBCSN drops. We'll see if that changes anything. And they go to Peacock probably is what we're more than likely what they'll probably end up. Do they stay on Wednesdays? Do they make a change to a different day? As a wrestling fan, I would like to see them move. Tuesday, Thursday? Why not? Let's do Thursday, though, because we have AEW Dark on Tuesday. But there's so many avenues now to get the, the content. You don't have to watch it live. Raw, uh, Raw, I think, also goes to Hulu on Tuesday. You can watch the, the Raws over again on the WWE Network. Not everybody can sit there and spend three hours to watch a show. Some can't spend two hours to watch a show. So something I didn't think about before, but maybe those numbers are a little bit different as far as once you add everything up, all the different platforms. I think WWE programming probably available on a few more platforms than what AEW currently is. So it would be interesting. Or is it just just smoke? Just Triple H blowing smoke? Just I found those very interesting when he was asked about the ratings because he was not worried. Uh, one of the other things after the Bell podcast, Corey Graves, I think it was last week I was catching up on him, but interesting to said about the WWE women's tag team division. He says, I don't mean this as any disrespect to any of the women on Raw or SmackDown that compete for the women's tag team championships. I feel like the lack of legitimate tag teams is what's killing that division. You have people that show up randomly that want a match, and now they're a team. You've got Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke who are about the closest thing to a legitimate team. 
and then they go into the mashups, whereas Nia and Shayna were kind of thrown together. But they've been together now for so long that technically now they're a legitimate tag team. But it got me to thinking. Remember, they broke up the Iconics. I think they wanted to push Peyton Royce a little bit more than anything else, but now that, that seems to have stopped. I look back, I think it was Natalia and Lacey had a tag team. That could have been something. The role models, I get what the, where they were going with that. I understand they wanted that to, to fall apart so that Sasha and Bailey could have their matches. I understand that. But I agree with Corey Graves on this, is that you can't have a legitimate women's tag team division if, if you don't have legitimate tag teams. It's what has happened. It's what happened to their tag team division. And it's still going on in their tag team division. You had legitimate tag teams broken up, and then you throw together two very good talents, and you give them the titles. Not taking anything away from Rude and Ziggler, and they have been together long enough now to where maybe you can call them a legitimate tag team. But you had the Usos until injury. You know, the, the Viking Raiders, they, they got injured. You have all these tag teams. Ford and Dawkins. But yet you put, the, and then the same thing with the women's tag teams. I was thinking about this. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were your tag team champions. They finally became a legitimate tag team. As soon as you had the opportunity, you brought back Charlotte Flair, threw her in the match with Asuka, now all of a sudden a tag team, never teamed together, defeats your tag team champions. Does it surprise you, though? Does it surprise you that that move made in WWE? You finally have, you know, on the Raw side, you got the the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, your tag team champions right now. Legitimate, they're a team. Keep your tag teams together. Improve the division. If you want to throw some guys together, have them work some smaller matches, build it up as a team, and then give them a shot. Don't just throw two guys together because they're sitting backstage and, uh, hey, I need a tag team partner. You want to be a tag team partner? Okay, let's do it. Got to make sense. Wrestling fans are, are not, they're not, they're not naive. They're going to see through it. They see through it. Now, here's an interesting thing I want to get to before we go to break. Jack, I'm going to ask you. I know you don't follow a whole lot of WWE product, but who do you think is Thanks in for throwing the, me under the bus. I appreciate it. Hey, that. you know that. You know that. Beep, beep, coming through. <laughs> Top five in WWE merchandise. Top five? Top five in WWE merchandise. Men's or women's? Just in overall. Um, John Cena? Nope. I'll give you three guesses. Okay, shoot. 
No, you got two more guesses. Hurry up. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to give me a hint. No, no, no. All no, right. No. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to give you any hints. Come on. That would be too easy. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. Damn. I'm kind of dating myself if I said John Cena. Yeah. Um, Tells me you haven't been watching a lot of uh, the WWE product recently. Well, I mean, I have been paying attention to Square Circle Digest. There you go. There that, is wow, that is good. That is, you are good. I've been doing this for a while. Yep. Um, no, I mean, it, the product isn't really worth watching. I mean, I told you through well, the conversations we've had. Th- in the this past. could possibly be uh, the things. Here we go. Numbers one through four are the same person. Okay. Whoa. And that person, I don't know if he's a WWE superstar or not yet. Bad Bunny. Wait a minute. The reggae tone artist? Yes. He made his uh, debut and sung at the Royal Rumble. And now since then he's been training and he's been uh, feuding with Miz and Morrison. But he's number one through four in sales at WWE. Number five is Roman Reigns. But it's been reportedly. Let's go back to the Bad Bunny thing. But hold on, man. Hold on. Listen to this. Listen to this. One through four? Yep. Roman Reigns, the item at number five, is only 65% of the sales that Bad Bunny's number four shirt is. What? The Bad Bunny youth shirt. The youth shirt. A youth shirt. But this, this leads me to the, you know growing problem i think with with wwe is that you bring in a big name like bad bunny who's a worldwide i think he's a, i think you call him worldwide name right worldwide or international at least okay international we'll go with international that sounds better than worldwide and now he is leading your merchandise sales over everybody that you've been promoting for the whole year well, I don't want to feel like I'm speaking out of place here, but I know we got to go on break. Mm-hmm. But you want to say that WWE is a corpse, but it's instances like this, which it's a shot in the arm or um, what's the thing they use on you when they revive you? The Electra. No, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the word off the yeah, top of my head. Yeah. They get those little jolts, but it's still like a slap in the face of like really your own product isn't getting you know the top sales it's an outside entity or person yeah who just started coming on at royal rumble i think this this speaks to problems that are ever growing in wwe but you know what that's gonna be enough of wwe when we come back we're gonna talk some aew but every saturday 11 a.m soccer fans can connect with austin robillard and red card radio from the premiership to the mls catch up with your favorite team including our very own Inter Miami CF. Listen to Red Card Radio every Saturday, eleven to one. That's with Austin Robillard, and that's exclusively right here at OnSideRadio.com.